0: Welcome to the Glover Chat Podcast, a show about faith, family, and whatever fun stuff we feel like talking about.
1: Join us each episode for encouraging and uplifting content led by your host, Glover. Thanks for joining us for
0: Glover Chat. So what you been up to recently? (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Not much has changed since the very uh, last episode we recorded. Nothing uh, major has happened. Oh
1: yeah, no, no, um, not at all.
0: Nothing new in life. Everything yeah, is right. just completely normal.
1: Normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great.
0: So why don't you um, fill us in what's been going on? We had a baby.
1: Right? <laughs> I I had a baby. I um, we're not one of those couples that are like we had a baby. No, I did. I had a baby. You know, you were there.
0: You did all the work. Yeah. I did all the moral support. Sure. I N- cheered you on. You did. Every step of the way.
1: Uh-huh. You did. <laughs> it was great. Well And anyway, it was it yeah. was
0: my encouragement <laughs> oh that my gave gosh. you the strength.
1: Yikes. That's it.
0: To push through. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> Yikes. Okay. So <clears throat> it's been a minute since our last episode. Mm-hmm last one we did, just kind of getting back into the groove of everything. When did we do it? Uh, I'm going to check. It's been a minute. I, it, I think it was like December. It was just a few weeks before the baby. It wasn't far off.
1: <sighs> right.
0: So I don't know if the top of check, my head.
1: But I was going to check, but my phone's being slow. No. But yeah.
0: It's been a minute. It's been, it's been a minute? It's been a minute, and we didn't want to rush back into everything because this pregnancy... November 26th. November 26th. Yeah. So it's been a minute. It's been a couple of months.
1: November 26th. So um, literally almost a month before Gracie was born. Right. So November 26th, she was born on December 27th.
0: So literally a month and a day. Mm-hmm. But we took some time off afterwards. Yeah. We were excited to be back, mm-hmm. but we needed a little bit of time off because of this being so different and difficult Yeah. than the previous pregnancies. Yes. And that's what we want to talk about today, what we felt like getting on here and uh, kind of sharing, and Emily, you can share your heart about this whole thing, Um, what you want to dive into as we uh, get into this tonight.
1: Well, and we, previously we talked about, you know, don't have any kind of expectations, and it's funny that we talked about that in the previous, you know, the last episode. And, you know, because you're like, oh, what advice do you have for young moms, and or first time moms, and it's like don't have any kind of expectations. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and that was I should have taken that, you know, <laughs> advice. Taking your own <clears throat> advice, and that's usually what I should do, but I
0: don't. But you don't don't. But the, okay, so um, as we kind of discuss this and go into it again, this one was difficult. It was mm-hmm. different. Yeah, you dealt with some things afterwards because of just a series of events and just life mm-hmm. and things and hormones and all that. Yeah. So, um, I guess kind of let's walk through, uh, from even the, the, let's just even start with the pregnancy because mm-hmm. I think this pregnancy was harder on you yeah, than it was now because you'd never, you dealt with stuff during this pregnancy you'd never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. You were older Yep. And, um, and yeah, it was harder pregnancy, harder mm-hmm. delivery, yep, harder post, yep, and then some adjustment after for sure. so, um, kind of share just, your thoughts and feelings, your experience. I mean, I guess starting with the pregnancy is kind of the most logical place,
1: right. So the pregnancy was difficult. So I was like you said, older, I was a little bit more overweight that pre- or this pre- past pregnancy. Um, and so with that came a little bit more, it was just difficult. You know, Mm -hmm. I was more tired. We had three other kids. Um, and, um, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes at 22 weeks, 22 or 23 weeks. So I had to like radically change my diet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, go on a low carb diet. I had to, um, check my sugar levels <clears throat> every two hours after I ate every time you know every time mm-hmm. I ate I had to check my sugars two hours later um, mm. to make sure I wasn't going over and so it was just a lot more complicated right and that's what I would call it it was just, mm. it was more complicated and then um, at around... I forget exactly when, but we learned that uh, Gracie could possibly have some um, fluid around her heart. Mm-hmm. And so then it became a high risk pregnancy, not only because of the gest- gestational diabetes, but also because there could potentially be fluid around her heart. Yeah. And so then that boosted my anxiety because there was never anything difficult with the previous pregnancies.
0: And anxiety just helps with all of this.
1: Yeah, just makes it great, super uh, fun. It,
0: we laugh about that, but <laughs> it, does. It, it does. It's yeah. almost kind of like this snowball effect. Yes, it, things for Things sure. were a little bit harder, and then this happened, and that yeah. happened, and so it just made it a lot more difficult for you.
1: Yeah, and so because of the gestational diabetes, they wanted to make sure that she didn't get too large, mm. um, because she was already in the ninety seventh or ninety eighth percentile, you know, with her weight. And um in her size, so mm-hmm. they didn't want her to become so large that it would be so there could be complications as far as delivery could be so much more difficult and yada yada um, so anyway, the doctor uh suggested that I'd be induced a couple of weeks early so that she didn't get too large and so when we went in um, december twenty seventh um, or twenty sixth we went in um, I was induced, and it uh, and it started just like, you know, the other pregnancies, you know, con- contractions and all that. Um, I got the epidural because I'm not a super, you know, <laughs> woman at all, uh, ep- epidural, whatever works, whatever works. Um, if they could not have just knocked me out and woken me up when, you know, she got there, that would have been preferable, but they don't do that. <laughs> Like they did in the 1950s. Um,
0: Wait, hang on, time out. You can't just skip over. Was that a thing?
1: Yeah, like they would. Really? Yes, like they would um, sometimes uh, knock women out with uh, what? What is it? Chloroform? Sure. Whatever. Sounds good. And um, (laughs) they would just knock women out, and then they would deliver the baby for her with like forceps, and then they would wake her up. And here's a baby. It's a boy. It's a girl. You know? That's it wasn't. I bet there's a reason why they quit doing that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because it's not safe
0: for Um, anyone. Okay, sorry. I just my mind was completely blown. So I didn't know that you learned something new. Yep. Um so you had the complicated pregnancy, then delivery begin labor begins. Uh huh. Everything's going kinda like normal. Yeah. Uh, but then,
1: but then, um, it was just super difficult this time. And, she, um, so anyway, Gracie was coming out sunny side up so that her face was towards the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know? And so that just makes it difficult, you know? And, um, we didn't know that she was coming out that way, um, which makes it more painful and can make delivery longer, um, And there were some complications with the epidural, which was making me uh, weak and lowering my blood pressure, Mm -hmm. and so it would make me almost pass out. And so then they'd have to adjust it so that I wouldn't pass out, because that's not good. Um, So it was just a lot, and I got so tired so fast because, yeah, it was just difficult. And so...
0: And the um, doctors and nurses were phenomenal, by the oh, way. Oh, they were great. Oh, at, oh yeah. There, I
1: yeah, have no complaints Christus, about it. It was Christus amazing. Christus is awesome.
0: We yeah. love our OB. He's oh my gosh. awesome. The I love nurses him. were phenomenal.
1: My OB-GYN is amazing. He's the best.
0: But this delivery was just harder. It was arduous. So so that's difficult as it is. I mean, just getting through that that um, that difficulty, That's that's just hard. Yeah. But then when she was born, she I think was, this is when, even for me, that it, it hit a different level, yeah, because I mean I knew you were struggling, I knew it was difficult throughout the pregnancy uh throughout the delivery, and then you know, as a husband, you're just there's nothing I can do, yeah There, they're, they're uh, when your wife is pregnant delivering a baby and having a baby um you you never feel more useless, yeah, <laughs> I mean you can help and do I things can imagine, yeah. but I can't do anything for sure. you, I can't fix it, I can't. Deliver the baby, my. I can't do you any can't of that.
1: Breathe for me, you can't. And it was, yeah, yeah. And and so it's
0: just being supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, then she's she comes out sunny and side. Already
1: up. sunny side up. So her face is, you know, um, looking at the ceiling, and um, she ingested a bunch of fluid mm-hmm. on her way out, and so there was already a NICU. Team ready yep. for her because of the potential um, fluid around her heart. Mm-hmm. So they already had a couple of nurses, you know, just in case there was yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and so she comes out. I get to hold her for like a second.
0: Yeah, very, very short amount of
1: and time. And the nurses I could just tell were yeah. kind of like, oh, we need to get her. Yeah. Like, we need to, you know, check look her. at her, check her vitals and everything. Yeah. So they, <clears throat> the awesome ladies took her um over to the
0: well, no, her oxygen her her the nicu nurses were checking her her oxygen levels were not getting where they needed to be yeah um to sustain her and so yeah. after a certain point they kind of made the call like we got to take her we right? got to take her over to the nicu uh-huh. um so let's let's kind of pause right there mm-hmm. you just gave birth yeah. you are again you're exhausted you're just em- emotional all this mm-hmm. your other um the children you i know mia was taken away for a little bit um after she was yeah. born but just for a few hours right uh but with carter and luna it was skin, i got skin
1: to skin for an hour yeah a little bit over an hour with both of them um you know and then mia ingested uh, fluids also but I, yeah, it was just a couple hours and she was, you know, back back with me and it was totally fine and she was great. Um, But,
0: but but with Gracie, they, so they take her to the NICU and, and I, I leave with them. I'm following, I'm staying with that baby.
1: So I'm like by myself, like the. the What on earth
0: is going through your mind? So
1: you're gone. I'm literally in the room by myself and. Um, the nurse, cause the nurse was like, I'm going to go get you. She was so sweet. And she went to, I don't want to use names or anything just for privacy. Yeah. Um, but she went, she made me a special, uh, cranberry kind of drink or whatever. Cause she knew I was like upset cause Mm -hmm. they took, you know, Gracie and I couldn't really get that, um, golden hour with her. Yeah. And, uh, and so she went to make me the drink. Um, I was by myself, um, And she said, I'll just be right back or whatever. And uh, yeah, I just didn't, I was so exhausted. I couldn't Mm -hmm. really wrap my mind around what was going on or what was going to happen, you know? And so I was just like, oh, there, it's probably just what happened with Mia. Okay. Like, I'm like, it's probably, they just need to, you know, suction out some fluid, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, so the nurse came back in and my mom actually arrived then. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was going to be there earlier, but we were like, no, we're just gonna, you know, it's, is the baby's it's coming. Fine. It's not, it's going to be fine. Like yeah. this is my fourth. It's not even, you know, blah, 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 Um, and so she came in and, uh, and the nurse came in and they're like, all right, well, or the nurse was like, do you want to go see Gracie? And I was like, uh, yeah. And so they, wheelchair me down there with my mom and the nurse and we go. And when I saw her, that was when it kind of hit me. Okay. I was like,
0: cause they had her yeah. hooked up and they and,
1: had like wires mm-hmm. all in her and oxygen in her nose. And yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah. See that, that was kind of, um, I, I guess that's when it hit for me. Um, and what was strange about it, too, though, was was while you're going through this, there's so many unknowns. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. But I will say at the same time, I did have this this strange peace at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what was odd about it for me was I was simultaneously <laughs> uh, worried and yeah. not wanting to leave this baby side, uh, but then also simultaneously fully at peace knowing, like, I just felt in my spirit like everything is going to be okay. Yeah. She's going to make it. Right. She's going to be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's going to take care of her. Sure. So that was weird. I will say for me because yeah. I had this this two things both feeling like they were happening at the same time. In mm-hmm. in the one sense, I'm I'm worried out of my mind because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But in the other sense, I was completely calm. About what was happening mm-hmm. and very trusting, yeah. Um, in those in, in that moment, but that's mm-hmm. what was uh, that's what was interesting, yeah, uh, for me throughout that whole process, sure. Uh, and we stayed there, I mean, for six, six days, days. Mm-hmm. and we stayed with her for the most part as much as we could, as often as we could. I would, you take did, breaks. for sure.
1: I, I, I. I tried to for one night and it was terrible, and so that that's when you were awesome and you were like, "Babe, I'll stay," you know, the night with her, and so I came back with the big kids, mm-hmm. and you stayed with Gracie, um, overnight, yeah. and uh, and so shout out to all the NICU mamas and dads that have to do it for extended periods. I don't, I mean,
0: six days wore me out. I mean. In the moment, in during while we were going through it, I was fine because I was like, "This we got to do this. We got to take care of this baby. Yeah. We got to be there for her." Sure. Um, everything else, we find we had our our uh, parents and in laws, mm-hmm. everybody helping out with everything yep. else. You were here, to be able to go back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not a peaceful place in the NICU because there's alarms no. going off every couple of hours. It's the worst. They're changing things every time you start to get settled. Yeah, um, and so. It was. It's not a very peaceful place. Even though they're taking amazing care of her, they're doing oh, they're everything they're awesome. she needs. Nicky nurses are angels, and so phenomenal.
1: They they were so great and so gracious, and um, you know, it's just they also have to almost be like therapists because mm-hmm. you're just you know, especially especially moms. I know that yeah. dads deal with it also, um, but moms, you know, there's just. You, you, you can't help but cry. Mm -hmm. You feel, you know, every instinct of, you know, the baby starts crying. You just want to pick it up. You can't pick it up. You know, um, the baby starts crying. You want to nurse it. You can't nurse it. You know, you can't even feed it, you know? Um, and so you have to wait for someone to give you permission to, you know, do certain things. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, uh, that's my baby. (laughs) And there, but, but then on the flip side, you have to think. Yeah, but these people know exactly what they're doing. All day, and every day. This is what, this they, is do. what they do. And mm-hmm. and I have to just trust that Jesus is going to take care of my baby through these amazing mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um and he absolutely did. Yeah. And but little did I know during that time because you're not thinking as a mom, you're not thinking about yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and as a parent, you're just like, I have to get through this. I have to be here for my baby, you know, that kind of thing. But little did I know, I was getting sick um, with a, a UTI. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's TMI, but um, anyway, it yep. happens.
0: It happens. Um, and you got really sick. And I got really cause sick. Because you had to go. So one night in the middle of the night, I'm yeah. at the NICU, mm-hmm. get a call from you. Yep. You're going to the emergency room. <laughs> yes. Which turns out to be an amazingly good decision. Yeah. Because you could have, things could have gotten real bad, because I didn't realize things could get that dangerous.
1: With a UTI. With a UTI. You could die, yeah.
0: And so thankfully, you recognize that in yourself, which we need to kind of talk about that whole moms taking care of themselves, kind of adv- being your own advocate. Yes, yeah. Um, as we dive into things. Um but, yeah, so that was because I was stuck in the NICU. I couldn't leave because I'm, we had switched the vehicles because yeah. we were only taking one vehicle back right. and forth. So I couldn't even leave so if I, like, I wanted to. I had
1: just, I had just settled in, <laughs> and um, I was getting ready for bed, yeah. and I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like there's something wrong, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel sick. Like, I don't know what is going on. I have to go to the ER. I, you know, mm-hmm. so I call your mom. She gets here. I go to the ER and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I I just had a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and they immediately went into like, oh, she just had a baby. We, you know, they immediately brought me back, you know, and started tests and all that kind of stuff. And so the doctor came and he said, whatever voice told you or whatever told you to come here you were right because you have a UTI and it's terrible. Yeah. And um, they put me on an antibiotic and all of that. Um, But unfortunately, I kept getting sicker.
0: It didn't go away. It
1: didn't go away. And so because they didn't give me a strong enough antibiotic. Mm. And so I had to call my primary doctor. She got me, you know, uh, all fixed up. Yeah. Um, But
0: that took a lot longer than it should have. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, you you started dealing. So I mean that that was just another kind of snowball. This situation getting more mm-hmm. and more and more, being harder and harder and harder. Right. Um. And then finally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you do get we do get to come bring Gracie home. Yeah. You are here at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh. And you would almost think. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a guy. I'm a dad. For me. It was easy to kind of transition into, okay, the hard stuff is over. Sure, That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I was experiencing. Sure. But that's not necessarily what you were going through.
1: No. And so as soon as we got home, um, as soon as Gracie got home, and as soon as we settled in, that was when my panic and fear, mm-hmm. I don't I have never experienced that level of panic and fear, um, ever, uh, I don't think, I, it, not that I can remember, and it was super scary, and mm-hmm. so I thought that just in, you know, it, it after looking into it, um, aka Googling it, <laughs> Which I don't recommend. High
0: quality research. Yeah,
1: which I do not recommend <laughs> for everything, but I just was desperate and didn't know what to do. Right. And I didn't know how to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just, I'm like, this is so different from my last pregnancies and my postpartum with my last, you know, postpartum and everything. It was freaking me out, you know, how I was feeling. And it was, my heart was racing. I was sweating. I... Uh, was so I was having hot You know and cold chills Like it was just so bizarre Like mm-hmm. everything that was physically happening I could not eat um, And Because everything made me feel sick yeah, And nauseous And I mean nausea that I've never Had before It was just it was It was terrible mm-hmm. And so Anyway After all that research and stuff I'm like It's postpartum anxiety Like for sure postpartum anxiety and um i talked to my primary doctor and um she was so understanding i cried with her um and so one thing that is frustrating for me as a woman and as a mom and someone going through postpartum anything <clears throat> is that it takes six weeks for you to then go and see your OBGYN after you know You have a baby. Um, You can obviously set up an appointment with your primary. You can go to the emergency room and, you know, all that kind of stuff if you have to. But um, they don't have the type of care here in the States that they should, I think. You know, as far as women dealing with postpartum things. Um,
0: But let's... Let me even say this, just even the discussion about postpartum, mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah, depression, all that stuff,
1: uh-huh.
0: it's not necessarily a conversation that people are having yeah, while they're going through it. No. It's always kind of way after the fact yeah. that you learn people dealt with it or sure. that you even hear about it or... Mm-hmm. Um, that you even begin to understand it, because sure. again, as a guy, yeah, I know nothing about this. Sure, I have no point of reference for this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, right? Um, I don't. I can sympathize. Mm-hmm. I could empathize, and that was yeah. the thing I remember was, you know, seeing you dealing with things, and you would uh, exp- try to explain to me, and I would try to be as um, helpful yeah. and and sympathetic as I could. Sure. Uh, But at the same time, as as a guy, and I'm just even kind of speaking to the the male listeners here, you have no idea what's happening in your wife's body, in Mm. her mind. Uh, You have no idea what she's dealing with emotionally, hormonally. Mm -hmm. And because guys don't deal with that, it can be easy for us to think, why isn't this just, why isn't she just getting back to normal? Sure you know almost almost to a point of frustration sure
1: and that and and the thing is is that the amount of frustration that you might feel is and and we and and women can definitely get why you would be frustrated um and but it's maddening for us oh, because of it's course. like we're we are like this is not us Mm -hmm. this is not who i am like i'm usually like you know happy and not thinking about the worst case scenario with every situation Mm -hmm. you know like i'm not thinking you know if my husband goes to work he might die if 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 my kids go to school they might die if if it was like insane literally i'm like i'm gonna go nuts Mm -hmm. like if i don't talk to somebody about what's going on Mm -hmm. And in the fears that I had, it was just such a fear, worst case scenario in every situation. I would wake up feeling afraid. And I explained it to a friend um, that the, the type of feeling in your stomach when you're on a roller coaster and you're going up um, right before the big dip. And so, (laughs) and you're, you know, sitting there and it's going clink, 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 clink. And it's, you know, you're doing, you're the ascent or whatever. And, um, and it's that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that's what I felt as soon as I woke up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to be by myself. If I'm by myself, something's going to happen and no one's going to be here to help me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so it was really scary. It was just scary. And, um, and so yeah, so it was really. I was also wanting to fight and advocate for myself because I'm like, no one is going to help. No one's going to help me unless I get almost mad and try to figure this out. And
0: because everybody else just assumes everything's fine. Yes, because or, I look, or it's not a big deal.
1: I looked fine. Like we looked. You know what I'm saying? Like it. We, I didn't. You know, like it just seemed like I was normal, you know, but in my mind it was turmoil. And so, um, I talked to some friends and my doctor and all that. Um, and I was able to, you know, talk to a professional and, um, kind of talk through some of the, the birthing trauma and the NICU trauma. And, um, and I, I would just say to any mom, talk about it. If it's a, who. Who cares if it's embarrassing?
0: You got to find somebody.
1: You have to talk about it. You have to. Um, I went and talked to a friend who is a medical professional. um, And she told me that, um, and I had no idea, but she told me because of the antibiotics that I was on back to back, um, messed up my gut. And so I had to, you know, just wait and be patient. And um, she gave me some suggestions to help with that, um, and so that I could eat cause I wasn't, cause I were, uh, calling you cause I, you know, pretty much passed out, you know, getting out of the shower mm-hmm. and, um, it was scary. It was, yeah. a, it, it was a scary time cause I wasn't eating and I wasn't sleeping. And finally at my six, it was my five week cause I called my OBGYN and the nurse and I cried and I was like, I have to come in. Like mm. I have to come in and see my doctor. And so I finally did. And I, you know, as soon as he came in the room, I just sobbed and just said, I, this is not me. Like, I hate this. This is terrible. Like it's not getting better. Um, I keep having panic attacks, uh, that just are debilitating and I don't know what to do, you know? Um, and so that was five weeks ago, um, and it gets easier every day.
0: It's a little bit better.
1: A little bit better every day. Yeah.
0: But I would even say you're not technically out of the woods No, with this.
1: Not completely. You still,
0: e- e- even within the past few weeks, you've had moments or times mm. when it's kind of felt like it's come back. Yeah. Or you're, or you're dealing with or, those things. Again.
1: Sure, like... Even every single day, there is, um, I would say, a little... It's The feeling is still in my chest and in my stomach Mm. of I could have a panic attack. Mm. Um, But there has been certain steps that I've taken that help me de-escalate a lot easier.
0: Okay, so what again and and even just kind of walking through this with you what are the things that you've been doing to as you deal with this like how have you been dealing with it um you know what what have been the things that you you've turned to the the ways you de-escalate mm-hmm. um what what are some of the things that have helped you get through this i mean because obviously it's not just something that if you um you can't just pray it away in a day no <laughs> you know and you have to it's something that again your your hormones and your body your mind all these things it went through uh, your body went through a trauma in delivering a baby and then you dealt with some after effects through various things and situations and that affected you yeah and that's not just something that goes away instantly no. so what are the things that you've been doing just to even explain to people who are listening the ways that you have been dealing with it and walking through it, mm-hmm. um, and, and especially as a believer, like I said, yeah. you you are a thousand million percent faithful, mm-hmm. um, and you believe God can heal you of anything at any moment. Oh, yeah, but at the same time, like I said, this is not typically something that you could pray away in a day.
1: No, and and I try. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, I yeah. I mean, there's been.
0: So so I guess walk yeah. us. Walk us through how you, like you said, you advocated for yourself, but but even yeah. on a day-to-day basis. So mm-hmm. aside from the the emergency room situation, yeah. post-NICU, you're at home, you have your baby, you're dealing with these things. Mm-hmm. How are you dealing with it?
1: Immediately, I um, put worship music on. Like, that was just, I don't know, that was just my lifeline and it's been my lifeline you know this, <laughs> this <laughs> weeks it, for weeks yeah um
0: i mean you have you have flooded our home with mm-hmm. worship music yep um and, and what does that do for your mind for your spirit for your emotions
1: i i mean it it helps me um because i'm a worship leader and because i love music um, it helped me to also remember who I am outside of fear mm. um, and who I am as a worshiper um, and i I one of the things is is also clinging to my identity in Christ mm-hmm. and who he has created me to be and he has not created me to have a spirit of fear. Um, <clears throat> and so it was just a reminder. It was, yeah. this is who you are. You are a worshiper. You are strong. And so every, because um, it would, it's really a playlist on YouTube that I set up. And, um, and so I would watch people
0: mm-hmm.
1: lead worship and they jump around and they have fun and they're happy and they're strong, and they're breathing, and um, I felt the opposite, you know, the past uh, five weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, not not the past, like, maybe two weeks. Um, But there was eight weeks that I felt weak, um, defeated, sad, um, like I couldn't jump up and down like them. So Mm -hmm. watching that and listening... And renewing my mind. um
0: So you were almost kind off. of fighting the fear uh, yeah. with faith, yes. even if it was somebody else's. Even if it, yeah, faith, yeah. I mean, so to speak, yeah. in, in a way. Seriously, yeah. So it was,
1: um, it was wow. that. And so I was like, "This is my way of being like, you're gonna do that mm. again one day." Oh yeah. You know. Um. And so the, and I will say the intrusive thoughts. I also recognized that, you know, our fight is not against flesh and blood um, only, you know, it's not just physical things. And so these
0: things will take uh, our enemy Mm -hmm. and the enemy's forces will take advantage of those flesh and blood things. Yes. And he did. Mm -hmm. And
1: so with the intrusive thoughts, I I had to fight back. And Mm -hmm. so I really just used worship as a weapon. And that's what it was. And so that's what helped at 3 a.m. when I would, you know, wake up sobbing. And I would put, you know, um, worship music on. And I would, I had Bible verses put on um, our whiteboard in our bedroom. And um, I would just pray and just cry out to jesus to help me you know and so um so yeah that's that's probably the main thing that has helped me through this is uh worship music yeah really so
0: that's good
1: yeah
0: and and i can attest to this um you know again just like i said seeing you go through this and and being there again it's one of those situations where you just feel powerless yeah a- as a man as a husband you want to be the fixer sure you want to just fix it let's do this just start doing that or um but this is one of those things where i had to just step back and be patient Mm -hmm. Um, and trust that God knew what he was doing with you in this. Um, You know, I would obviously be praying for you, interceding for you. Yeah, But I had to trust God's timing and not my timing to fix this or do this or or whatever um, and allow you to go through this and walk through this with you Mm -hmm. um, to, and again, not, fix anything i couldn't right but just to be able to be there while you faced this
1: yeah and it and it was uh and and you were awesome through it and so you and i had to call you a couple times um when you were at work crying because i'm like can you just come and i I just don't want to be by myself you know um and you would you came and you know we would be able to talk through it and that also has been one of the things is, is talking, Mm. talking about it, getting it out of my head, you know, because that was where everything would swirl and tornado in my mind of negative, you know, fear filled, Mm. um, thoughts. And so I had to talk about it and I would, um, talk about it with you, um, with a couple of close friends with my mom and my dad. Um, and my mimi and
0: I mean you, know, you reached out to a lot of people about it I did a- and that was my one of my big encouragements to you yes, was you to did. do not do this alone Don't do this alone because oh.
1: it, it, I I'm I don't want to put people out I don't want to bug them I don't want to be a bummer I don't want to be a downer um but I was like I need help like yeah. you know and and you were so encouraging with that and um talking about it and asking for help. Um, And my parents came a a few times and I was just able to just unload on them, like just cry with my mom and dad Mm -hmm. and talk for hours while they were here. Um, And just be like, "Uh," you know, there's just something about your mommy and daddy, even when you're 37, you know, (laughs) and um, they just helped. You know, my mom had four kids and so – she understands a lot of the hormonal things and, Mm. um, but it's, it, it, it's a lot. It's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, they're talking to doctors and not being ashamed of, um, you know, if they're like, Oh, take this medication, you know, this will help you not being ashamed of that. You know, it's like, if you break your arm you get a cast. Right. You know, um if you have diabetes so Absolutely have, no shame. And there's no yeah. shame if you have diabetes, you take insulin. Um, you know, or whatever medication that you need to s- to help you
0: mm-hmm.
1: um take it, you know, if if they suggest it. And one of the things with the type of medication that was suggested to me is that it takes weeks to kick in fully. Mm. Um and that was one thing that I had to also remind myself is to give a lot of grace to myself because I was very, I've, I have not been very gracious and patient with myself during this process. Mm. Um, and one of the things that my mom, uh, suggested, which was awesome and which has helped me is write down a little journal every day of how that day was. Yeah. Um, Today was a good day. You know, uh, we did this, we did that. I might have felt panicky, but I did okay. Um, Then the next day, you know, today wasn't very good. I felt panicky um, or I had a panic attack or whatever. You know, just write that down so that if you do have a really terrible day, you can look back on the past 10 days and see out of the 10 days, you had eight great days, Yeah, but you had two. Crappy days, you know.
0: You've got a, you've got a log there of how things went. Yes, that you can objectively look back at.
1: Yes, and
0: say, I had a string of good days, right? So it's it's not a permanent bad day thing all For the sure. time. It's yeah, more you know, yeah. I, I think that's a phenomenal idea,
1: and so that has helped me a lot. So talk, talking about it, worship music, um, talking to the doctor, the medication, um, journaling. And being gracious to the process, to yeah. myself, through the process. Um, and that it will not last forever. So all the strong, amazing, seasoned women that are older than me that have gone through cer- certain things like this, mm-hmm. they all have said, this too shall pass. Yeah. And now that I'm in week 10... It is starting to be more and more small yeah. in the rear view mirror.
0: you've been able to make it to church the past couple of Sundays, yep
1: without crying yep. <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. you know, and uh that was something that was a uh, um a struggle for me mm. uh before in the weeks uh prior yeah. is that if I had something coming up that I had to get ready for and go, I would get panicky and cry and i just didn't want to go i don't i don't know it was just a lot yeah. emotionally hormonally all of that um and i was just exhausted too i wasn't I, I was exhausted and i wasn't eating properly yeah um and then mixed with all the anxiety and all of that and so it was just
0: well, oh, but then there's not the other, mix. and then on top of this, you you moms, y'all have this guilt thing that starts coming in. Yes, because you feel guilty that you even feel. Yep. That the way you do. Yes. Uh, you feel guilty because you feel like you're not being, you're not doing or giving enough to the other kids. Yep. Then you feel guilty that you're not being your quote unquote yourself to your yep. husband. Mm-hmm. So then you have all this guilt stacked on, and all these uh, expectations that you're putting on yourself. And right. And, and so like you mentioned earlier, being graceful yeah, to yourself. Right. Um, and, and even, you know, realizing when you're going through something like this, you're, you're not going to be quote unquote superwoman, No, you can't. Mm-mm. And that's okay.
1: And not, and that's the thing. And I think that, uh, my dad reminded me of this is that you know, a lot, a lot of times in marriage, you take turns, um, going through hard times, you know, being the stronger person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not that right now. You're not the stronger person right now. You're just going to have to be okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Aaron's okay with, with being the stronger person right now. Um, cause it'll switch. And then, you know, Aaron will go through something and you'll have to be a strong person. you know, it's it's a give and take and all that. When which I totally agree. Um, but I just couldn't be the strong one right now, no. you know. Um
0: and you're and you're not supposed to be. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Um so being graceful to yourself. Yeah. And especially I think and I think just moms in general. Oh yeah. I think struggle with that. Sure. I think dads do too in different ways. We, yeah. we could have a we could have a dataisode one one oh, yeah, another time sure. but but this one we're focusing on mom and even especially the kind of the postpartum mother mm-hmm. uh, experience yeah especially when it's hard um but yeah uh, giving grace to yourself mm-hmm. I think that's such a huge huge thing
1: it's hard because we do it for our friends we were so gracious if if one of my good girlfriends was talking to me about what i'm going through and what i've gone through i mean golly i'd, I'd be so understanding and mm-hmm. you know but when it's you it's you know you kind of are your worst critic mm-hmm. and you're you're almost like that overly critical coach that's like come on buck up like You know, rub some dirt in it and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's hard. So it's just that, you know, just being gracious Mm -hmm. to yourself. Yeah.
0: I mean, and all this is, is great. um, Sharing at number one, uh, because we haven't talked about this publicly. No. And so now we are. I
1: I shared a little bit of it on Facebook, but not to this extent. Mm.
0: But I I think it's important for people, moms, parents, families uh, to realize when we are going through these really difficult seasons. Yeah. Um and then how to respond appropriately and the appropriate response is not to just sit and suffer alone in silence. No. That's uh,
1: that's the worst thing you can But could do. that's
0: the lie that we kind of tell ourselves. For sure. Um and I think that's the worst thing to do: sit, suffer alone in silence.
1: And I and I and I think because I've done that before in the past with some situations that I should have been more vocal about what I was going through, and I didn't, and it got worse um, rather than better. And so I've learned through that, and with this, especially with this, I'm like this. When I was in the darkest part of it, I was like, mm. I have, I, ha- I have to talk about this. Yeah, like I have to. Um,
0: gotta bring it to the light.
1: I have to bring it to the light. Bring like,
0: other people in. Yep. Get some wise counsel.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and bring multiple voices to speak into you in these hard situations. Yes,
1: not just not just one, mm-hmm. not just one person, not just a couple of people, and and also talk to professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, I my good friend I have, I have a couple of good friends that are actually medical professionals and right. i went to my doctor i went to my primary doctor and i went to my obgyn and i also went to a, a therapist yeah. like
0: so you brought everybody in. i'm gonna talk so about it you I'm you brought in your, your spouse yep your my parents mama, your family my, your, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> my Mimi. uh yeah you brought in your friends yep you brought in medical professionals, yep. multiple, um, and I think that's wise because a lot of times people can have really good intentions, mm-hmm. but really bad advice.
1: For sure, and and, and and
0: I'm not saying anybody, any one person gave you bad advice, but what no. I'm saying is it's great to get a lot of input in a For situation sure. like this, and. To be reminded of truth from a lot of different angles. Yes. Because the medical experts are going to tell you all these medical truths. Yep. Uh, your, your mother can comfort you with all these truths from experiences she went through. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your friends. Yep. Um, so you have all these people supporting you mm-hmm. and, and helping you out. And that also gives you a lot of options with people to turn to.
1: And, I, and then I had specific people that I knew that were awesome prayer warriors, mm-hmm. like my Mimi. Um and my aunt uh and you know so it, it's it's spiritual medical
0: and personal well it I'll involves say. a whole person yeah you are a whole person sure you have a body you have a spirit yeah. you have a mind yep. you have i mean there's so you're not a that. one-dimensional being right and so all of these things overlap and, and interplay Yep, and so why would we not think whenever there's something like this going on in our lives that all of these things are at play?
1: Sure, I'm like I need to tell it, I need to bring in, I need to bring in everybody, the troops. <laughs> Mama needs help,
0: and that's okay. We go through those situations because this is, like I said, this is so um, out of the ordinary. It's right. the first time we ever dealt with this, and again, yep. as a husband, I can really only speak to the men, and just say. <laughs> Uh, you know, guys, you don't understand what's going on. Right. You cannot fix this. You cannot um you you this is not the role where you're the hero.
1: Right. And and she's not being dramatic and nope. she's not doing it for attention and nope. she's not doing it to be a drag. Nope. She's literally like I she mean,
0: your wife needs help. And that's really it. That's she, she needs just, help.
1: And and you're not the person that's probably going to be that main source. You're definitely, you, you have been so helpful and so encouraging and such a support um, during this time. Um, But it was, yeah, I just needed the troops. I don't know. I don't know how else to, I needed, I needed to pull out all the stops and ask everybody. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone that I knew loved me, and I loved them.
0: But I think this that even that approach could be taken into so many other things. Any anytime anybody's going through a situation or something, uh-huh. you know, in life again like this, like a <laughs> postpartum uh, issue, or if there's a husband struggle, I, again. Sometimes you got to bring a lot of outside, you know, a lot yeah. of things into this. It's not right. something that the spouse can fix.
1: Right. Like, and, and yeah,
0: and that was, and that's even something that I think for your, for you can, you know, because you would get so, you would want me around, you would want me to be yeah. there, you would want me to, mm-hmm. you know, and.
1: Definitely my security blanket. Right. You know, and I'm like, just be right here with me. Just don't <laughs> leave, don't leave. Don't go, <laughs> like, yeah, don't go to work. Don't go to work. Don't go to work. Stay next to me. Hold my hand. Um, you know it, it definitely because I scared. It scared. Yeah. I scared myself. Sure. Like you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. And and it's just it it was and has been and still will be a mm. process. It's it's been a process and it's getting better. Every it day. is getting better.
0: You're you, you know? are you are getting so much better. Um, And I see it and I think uh, others can see it. Your mother (laughs) made mention of something and and that's phenomenal. But also at the same time, you still, there's not an expectation like now everything has to be perfect again. Right. Now everything's, you know, there's still, it is a process. Yeah. It is going to take time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but every day is a step in the right direction. For sure. You know, that trend there's more good days than there are bad days. There's more good times than yeah. there are rough times. And so God is walking with you through this, and yes. eventually it will be behind you.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I just want other mothers that are going through this that don't have, you know, um, the type of friends close by or um, the type of support that i have had that they would reach out to somebody mm-hmm. you know um a professional or a, a medical professional or you know call the nurse and cry to her yeah. you know what i'm saying um the OBGYN's nurse you know um i'm not gonna use her name but i <laughs> the nurse at our OBGYN i did yeah. call several times and just cried you know um and that's what they're there for they're yeah they are there to be supportive and um, to take care of us and just take advantage of the people that love you and trust that they're going to love you like you would love them in the same situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. I was going to ask you as we kind of start to kind of start to wrap up, I was going to ask you what advice would you give, but you kind of just already did that. So yeah, good stuff.
1: And it won't, and it won't last forever. And so okay. now I can say um, to m- the moms that are in the darkest part of this um, that it doesn't last forever. It does get better. Um, it does take a lot of work, though. Mm-hmm. It 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 really does. You do have to work at it every day. Um, and it's hard work, but it's it, it is worth it for sure, for sure, for the babies <laughs> and for your husband. And your friends, <laughs> and, and things get you. better. And for me, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: oh me, well, but thank you very much for sharing that. That's yeah. super personal. We dove into a lot of things. No, normally we like to have a little bit more fun, a little bit more lighthearted conversation. Usually, laughing a lot more. Yeah, uh, but this one, uh, we talked about sharing some more deep things here. Mm-hmm. Going through this because it's not. It's not something people talk about a lot in the first place. No, they certainly don't talk about it while they're going through it, Mm-mm. and and I think sometimes anything that has to do with any kind of um, emotional, mental difficulties within the church can be seen as being taboo. Sure, and so you know I wanted to, to talk about it for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. It's a real thing that a lot of women deal with. Mm -hmm. It's not a crisis of faith, no, um, but it is difficult, Mm -hmm. and there are, you know, God does walk you through it. Yes, and it does come to an end eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I just I'm glad we did this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thank you for sharing. And everybody who's listening up to (laughs) this point is thanking you too. So cool. All right. Well, with that, we will we'll go ahead and close unless you got something else you want to share. No. All right. Normally, we like to close with something lighthearted and fun and all this. But um, this mm-hmm. time, I think we'll just uh, hit the outro music and yeah. go from there. So yep. thanks for sticking around with us. Thanks for uh, listening. And if, if you're going through something, reach out to somebody. Reach out to Emily.
1: For sure. I'd love uh, to love to talk to you. Yeah. So. so all right. Love all right. you guys.
0: Catch you later.
1: Later.